Hello and welcome back to episode 5 of the Fight Trogs. Today, Dara, you've returned. I'm very sorry for my absence, James, but I am back now and ready for this week's episode. You know what, people were saying that Evan done a very good job there, so you might have to step up your game. He can fuck off. <laughs> I've heard people were calling for Evan to be back at some stage. Look, if he wants to come back and do an episode while I'm here, that's perfect. But you're saying that you're still the co-host, he's only a blow-in. Oh, he's only a blow-by. He's blown into this podcast, so we'll, we'll get into it. We'll prem round up. We'll start, we'll start with the smaller games. We'll get on to the big Perfect. game afterwards. Leeds 4, Bournemouth 3. Leeds came back from 3 1 down, but I think it kind of shows Bournemouth they can't keep a lead. That's two weeks in a row they've lost a two goal lead. Yeah, it's just headed downhill very quickly for them now. They're still, they're up in top 10 still. Look, it's where they can keep it there or not when it comes down to the business end. It doesn't really take anything away from Leeds, though. Leeds were... Look, Leeds good. were good. They were good. They were, I mean, Leeds are always going to score lots of goals. Bournemouth are scoring as well. But they need to defend. They need to get back. They used to have Tyrone Mings. Get him back. Look, it's more of an issue there for defence rather than attack. If you can, if both teams can put... If one team can put four up and another can put three up, it says a lot about the defending of both teams. And it won't quality run. as well, kind of. Good, good quality. Yeah, it won't run against bigger teams. Yeah, it's all. But you are going to sell. I suppose it's good to play good football for developing club because you are going to get investment if they say playing like that. And then because you want to be associated, want to want to be associated yeah. with a team. Well, high scoring teams. Plays good football. Yeah. Speaking of a team who can't score, Evan was here last week. He sports some Wolves two three to Brighton. Now this was a game I didn't get to see. You didn't get to see. Well, there was a very clear red card. I mean, Semedo. Semedo basically pushed that, which is two red cards in two games for Wolves. Two very silly ones as well, to be honest with you. Look, the discipline, from what I can see, the discipline in the Premier is kind of a shocking. Refs relying too much on VAR, but yet when it's really needed, they're not going back for checks. You've seen it against... You've seen it with most games over the weekend. Chelsea-Arsenal discipline was very poor. Um... United discipline very poor, City discipline very poor. It's a lot of teams are gonna struggle if, especially with VAR now, if the discipline can't keep down. I think it's all a bit it's, it's still all a bit um to the in the eye of the receiver for VAR. Like I mean there's certain tackles where you look at is it a foul, is it enough contact? It is kind of perceptual. Yeah. But at this day and age refs are tending not to let these things slide. Yeah, and I think with VAR you really need VAR needs to be able to tell the ref no way you're wrong. Look, if you can have, if you can have a constant watch from the VAR, just to like a whisper in the ref's ear, just let him know when there's been some something wrong and encouraging, or some bit of contact maybe, or even if you're thinking about giving it, give it or something like that. Look, if in doubt, check it. But then you also there's also the issue then of well, what's the point of the referee then? You could just have VAR run the game. Um, just the whole game be taken over by VAR. Everything will need to be checked. Every tackle, every pass, every offside. It's yeah, just... That's true. And then you get silly with as well. You, don't, you, want, you want it to flow a bit. You want a bit of, a bit of physicality. I mean, no, look, nothing serious, nothing malice, but you want some, some tackles going in. Look, the game is nowhere near what it used to be. 
like a player like Roy Keane will say, could not. I was discussing this at the weekend. We could not. He could not survive in today's game because he'd have a new suspension every week. Yeah, I mean, he would have got a lot more for the tackles. Like even most stuff he put on Alfie Holland, you couldn't get oh, away. Exactly. Oh, God, he would. That would be like a He would not step on the foot. Gone. Yeah. If he did something like that, now he would not step on the pitch again. I mean, obviously that that is a bit severe, but you want maybe some shoulders, some shoulders going in, drain the box, use your body, get in the way of them. No, there's no way that's ever going to happen. If that, if your your challenge is in shoulder to shoulder, if it's anyway on the chest or anyway on the back, the ref is going to call it eight times out ten. You've also got like corners, and they haven't really. It's a bit hypocritical. They're not enforcing or they don't want them to. I will say that as well. I have noticed that free kicks and corners, the challenge is going in in the box. If you're calling that an open play, most t- nine times out of ten, an open play, you're going to call that and there's going to be a card involved. Yeah. Whereas with corners and free kicks, it kind of seems like a bit of a free-for-all until somebody takes it too far. It is a lot harder to monitor though as well because with every player doing it, who are you going to call on? It's kind of and then you're going to have to pull Everton back for yeah. VAR when it comes to corners. You have to pull, you, sure you can't have a rest given ten yellow cards in no, the corner. Exactly. In the corner. That just being an absolute shambles. And another team that got a red, got a red card were Man City. They now, still bet Fulham. I mean... It was down to the wire, James. They're <laughs> very lucky to beat them. I was at home watching it with the girlfriend. And they're obviously big City fans. Doesn't go well for me being a United fan. No. But, um, yeah, it was the ref was very poor. He had his thumb up his arse half the time. He did absolutely nothing. There was challenges flying in from both sides. Now, I will say, City, I do have the issue with the pe- the penalty and red card. Yes, he was the last man back, but it's a double, double jeopardy. So, he should have been given a yellow. Since it was a penalty, he should have just been given a yellow. I was going to say that. I thought it was kind of out to the side a bit. I wasn't really sure about... About the red, because he, I know he was the last man back, but I didn't think he was, there was really a real chance of him scoring from there. No, there was still three players around, if I remember correctly. There were still three players around, but then there's also the rule about the double jeopardy. If you can't have a red card and a penalty, especially for that minor a challenge. You should have really... I, I actually thought maybe it wasn't even, wasn't even a penalty. I would have said, yeah. Well, penalty, yes, but... Red card, no. And did you think were the one when Haaland got a penalty? That that looked more of a clear penalty. I, I can't really remember. I'll be honest with you, James. I thought it was a dive. You thought it was a dive. I've, well, the challenge initially, the challenge initially was a penalty, but then the challenge that De Bruyne actually went down to looked more of a dive. It looked very te- theatrical. I know. Yeah, he's in the box. He needs to go down yeah. if he wants to win the penalty. At the same time, the Man City, you should be able to rely on your quality to beat Fulham, even though you are. Look, there's, they were celebrating like it was a do-or-die game. Fair enough, there would have been a lot of backlash if they'd lost to Fulham. But if they lost it, to be honest, as an Arthur I would have been absolutely delighted. Oh, I'd have loved it if they lost that game. Most people would have been delighted, <laughs> James. But they celebrated well. Erling Haaland showed a lot of character in the game. Came on fifteen minutes himself for Foden. They showed a lot of character. I know he got the one got the penalty, but was he actually? Did he definitely influence the game? Like, I yes. Watch, so I don't know. They had more cha- They had more definite chances in the time that Phil Foden and Erling Haaland were on than when they were off. 
like they had a lot of great chances. They created a lot of good ball. I don't really understand why the two of them are fit. You're not going to start. Maybe they're wrestling for World Cup. Not fit. But I had Phil Foden captain in my fantasy team. And it oh, was, was absolutely ready. Didn't work out for you this week. He's not starting. Um, now, they had said Erling Holland wasn't fully fit for the game. That they wanted to rest him. Which I can understand. They had Sevilla during very, the week. He's very injury prone as well. So you wouldn't really yeah, want to He's a tall guy. Now. He's going to yeah. get lots of injuries. Especially the style he plays, he's going to be getting hit, he's going to be... He's very involved, yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, what else do we have? Leicester 2, Everton 0. Leicester are back. Leicester are back. I said this, James. James Madison has pulled them from the depths. The first episode I was on, I said this. Mm. I said Leicester will come back. They always do. They always do, and it's just how they play, it's the style they've got, they're just always in combat. They're just a good team to root out victories when they really need it. It's the question now is, I suppose, how far can they get with, with that, with how they started the season? For the time being, the, these next couple of seasons, I don't go, see them going beyond a mid-table team. But for this season, I reckon, I reckon with the start they've had 13 games, they only really got going in the last three or four. If they get out of the relegation zone... Perfect. If they get maybe near top ten, even better. Even better. But for this season, I think it's a bit of a write-off in that sense. I think their main goal at the minute is just keep them outside of that relegation battle, and then let's see where they go from there. Well, I mean, those are really only the starter games. Now we've got to get down to the big stuff. Oh, don't start. First, we want to say Villa three, United one. Now, what I will say is. You've said this podcast before, when Ronaldo starts, they're not as good a team. Ronaldo did start this game. Did, no, I wonder, like... I, I said this now. He didn't have a bad game. He didn't have a bad game at all, but he couldn't have a bad game because they just couldn't supply him with any ball. He had two chances the entire game so and they weren't even full they chances. Lost it, but it wasn't necessarily because he was there. Because the rest no, of the team fell out. I don't think at all, James, because... Villa, I will say, were very good at keeping United shut down. New manager as well, Unai Emery. Good yeah, evening. there's obviously going to <laughs> there's going to be that hype after uh, all the players are going to see new manager, fresh start, want to give it our best. So I feel like the Villa side were going to be very fresh, like up against the United team that's a bit tired now from yeah. two games a week with three games a week. Up your up league as well. Oh God, I'm crying, James. <laughs> no, I think. United can beat Barca. I know it's a strong statement, but I think if they're ever going to beat Barca this year. I think there is going to be the hype of, oh, look, it's Barcelona. This is a Barcelona team that have been in the Europa League two years in a row now. They're not necessarily the back of old Messi, Neymar, Torres. What are you looking at? Lewandowski, Dembele. And Ferran Torres. Yeah. I'm not too scared of Ferran Torres. They're very similar at the minute. They're probably very. They're the most evenly, evenly matched up teams for Barcelona United. I've seen in a long time. So I think if there was ever a time United were going to beat them, it would be now. United are always there. They can have a good game. I mean, look, looking against Arsenal a few weeks ago, they were very good that day. United this season, they're improving. Like it's a new manager. They're under new rule. They're I think maybe some of the players have still have that mistake in them. You've still got Harry Maguire knocking, but you've got Scott McTominay. I know Ericsson and Casemiro have come in, but they've not really cemented their places yet. Donny van de Beek played at the weekend for the first time. The man looked like he hadn't been let out of the house in two years. <laughs> the man was as pale as the window ledge behind me here. 
completely white. He, he looked really, like he they could do again a couple of games in as well. And you know what, James? For not having played proper football in a while, he played well. Like Maybe I know, could be seen more than him in the big man. I'm hoping so, James, because I do think he can be a good player if he's given the right opportunity. I think maybe I don't. What I do obviously with him is, he's one of them where he's not a cam and he's not a CDM. Which in the Prem they usually go for either a CDM or a cam. Whereas yeah. maybe French football will more suit where he's just a flat, a flat centre mid, if you like. I think he can play to United style football, but he just needs to be given the opportunity to do it. Now, like I was saying at the weekend, United weren't on their best form but at the same time Villa were very good at shutting them down and Villa on the attack always looked dangerous you know you do have some quality players Coutinho Danny yeah. Leon Bailey's getting better now He's he improved. was very good at the weekend now I will say for United I don't think it was the right game to give Garnacho his Premier League debut he was against a no-nonsense Villa backline. Garnacho scored in the Europa League. He scored, it? yeah. yeah. I think they would have been better resting him this week for that weekend, and then give him a give him a good chance on a pair of I fresh legs. Maybe they want to build on, you know, like the way Rashford had the hype where he scored in his Europa yeah. League debut. But I mean, that's a one-off. You're not going to get that with every kid coming up. No, I think that's a mistake we've made over time. We see these young talents and we just throw them straight in the deep end. I've heard actually some United fans want Chilomoting to replace him. Now he's actually been very good at Bayern Munich, but yeah, I suppose people have this image of Eric Chilomoting when he used to play for Stoke. And he wasn't he wasn't great. I mean Aaron, yeah. he used to play on the bench ahead of Arnold. Then he went to PSG. He was good for PSG. Maybe he's a totally different player than the one we remember. Look, could be completely different now. I think. I still think for United, if you're looking at winning the Europa League, you want a big name up top. Which is why they've had Ronaldo. Which, there. Ronaldo, which hasn't hasn't worked as so much, but even you need. Look, he still scored against Sharif. He was good against Sharif. At the minute, I just think from what I've seen over United over the last while is Ronaldo's not necessarily playing bad. He's just not being given proper chances. Do you think his mentality takes away from the team a bit? I think he's just mentally drained. He's sick of not getting played, not yeah. getting ball. I don't think playing him as striker for United works. I just don't think he, they're able to get the ball to him that he needs. He needs to play on a team that has the ball all the time. He gains more confidence when he's on the ball. He yeah. can move about with it. He can do anything with it. They're That's effectively a counter-attack team though, United, really. Yeah, at the minute, they're very good at building play up. I just think playing Ronaldo up the top like that, playing him up very front, it doesn't work. He's better when he's on the ball, he can crave for others and he can get himself more involved. But when he's isolated up the top like that, it just Do doesn't work. you think maybe more of a Harry Kane scroll for him? Kind of dropping in deep, getting touches on the ball? I think so, even to play him at back at left wing. I don't think he has the pace. I don't think he has... Maybe it would suit him, but you'd have to play more of a... Like, remember Pogba used to play on the yeah. right. Yeah, left mid. We won't say left wing, we say left, left mid. mid. Yeah. That He just needs more involvement on the ball. That left he can, forward, even, I would say. Left forward, forward yeah. Striker, yeah. Yeah, he just... They need to get more involved on the ball, and playing him up that high, they just can't provide it for him. I mean, so. I would think you, you should be able... But they don't want the players to... We say this every week, but they don't have the players to sort it around him. Bruno Fernandes isn't the same man he was. He's out injured at the minute. Out injured at the minute. Yeah. 
or not come back from injury just not come fit. Back from injury, but he's not the same player that he was in terms of. I mean, he was practically one of the best players when he came first. Look, I will say the team that United lined up with against Villa was nowhere near, not even remotely close to our strongest team. Like they just didn't. When I seen it lining up, it just didn't look like a strong side. I thought when they put Garnacho there and Danny Van de Beek out, I thought, and then even the backline Lindelof. At centre back, I just thought it doesn't look like an entirely strong team. Lindelof isn't Lindelof is not a player. Really. He's not a starting he's player. Not a starting player at all. I mean, look, but we then, can't, we can't take away from Villa at the same time. I mean, no, that's not to say I'm taking away from Villa. They were amazing. They shut down United incredibly I mean, well. I think Stevie G's gone. They've been a different team. He must have really been doing something wrong with them. <sighs> yeah, I think Steven Gerrard. The end of last season. They had a very good run. I think he was really good with them then. I just don't know what's gone wrong this he's season. He's like he's maybe going to be Steve Bruce S manager. You know, one of them, Harry Redknapp. You get him in, you're in a dire situation. He gets He'll you give you the dig you out. get rid of him. He could be one of them, which is very, a very good managerial role to have. Look, the Villa team that I've seen, seen last season, at the end of last season, against City in that last day, compared to the start of this season with Steven Gerrard, it's just completely different team. They just look with Steam Gerrard so far this season. This season, they just look flat and deflated. They don't look like they want to be there. Whereas with, at the weekend with Unai Emery, they just look like they're ready, like they want Revolve, to be there. Yeah, I don't know where that's the hype of a new manager being in that fresh start. But I mean was, Unai Emery, obviously at Arsenal, he was terrible. But now Miguel Arteta. I mean, Arsenal won, Chelsea, you know, it was dominant, would you say? No. You I would say it was dominant? I thought it was absolute, I thought we could have scored more. I'm very sorry, James, that game was utter shite. Both well, sides. it wasn't utter shite, but you got to no, win. No, I will say, Arsenal were the more dominant team, I will agree with you there, but the quality, that, the quality this weekend of Arsenal and Chelsea was utter shite. I have never seen such poor discipline, such poor quality of passing in my entire life. They looked like you could have put in a championship team against either of them and they would have scored. What I will say though is Chelsea have been poor today. I wonder did that bring those high flying league leaders <laughs> down to their standard? I think I mean, Arsenal have that mental yeah, block. Arsenal have this mental block against Chelsea and always have. It's the, two, it's the London derby. It's yeah, always it's going to be a tight game. True. So I think... I mean, that's, okay. that's three games this year. Spurs, Liverpool and Chelsea. I don't think Arsenal win last year or the year years previous oh 100% I mean but I would think that's probably the game against City for me that's going to be the turn point whether I say okay this is a title race which is why it was a bit disappointing that was cancelled because I think that's going to yeah. be the real tester because Chelsea haven't been going well Liverpool arguably haven't been going well either. still not no. and Spurs I always feel like we can beat Spurs because it is yeah. that derby game they show up for a game against Spurs I just felt at the weekend, I don't know whether it was the poor quality of Chelsea, it just felt like the standard in Arsenal had just dropped a bit. The quality of passing wasn't there. We did have, uh, we only won 3 0 in midweek in Europa League, but that was a must win game, and the strongest lineup was out, so I wonder were they coming into that a bit tired, because the week before against the Ajax, they played, a, they played a weakened team, and they were absolutely dog shy. Just looking at the line-up here at the weekend, it looks like a strong team. Now, the back line isn't as strong, which leads me to wonder what happened to Chelsea that they didn't score. But then my issue with Chelsea as well was, 
in a dire time when they needed to score, they pulled off Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. I think Aubameyang had a bit of a mental block because I would imagine... I would think as an Arsenal fan, no. we were as an Arsenal fan. I, Mikel Arteta said on that team with everything Aubameyang did. I would think whatever you do, he does not score. He talked too much shit into that him, game. I don't want him to do a front flip at uh, the Emirates. No, no, it's nothing personal. It's personal. Yeah. Do you see that? <laughs> oh Christ! I thought God, someone's gonna snap your legs this weekend, man. Well, the thing he did, but what he did at that time was—I mean, no. that's poor. I've seen the Arsenal documentary. He's flew himself over to Barcelona and they not told the team he's meant to be at training and they've got a phone call, oh yeah, he's at Barcelona, you may organise for him to go over there. So otherwise you've got to pay him. I'll pay him while he's away. his wages until his contract's out. So they, they literally got it done within like, with like 10 minutes to spare. I was say they... About me at the weekend. Now, <laughs> this was uh, in dire times when Chelsea needed a goal. Arsenal were one up. Chelsea need to score. And... They pulled off Pierre Emerick Aubameyang, their only striker, the pawn Pulisic. And I mean, Pulisic, he's he's like he's like the Messi of so the LeBron James of soccer, isn't he? Is a cam? He's not. He's a, he's a cam or a winger. He's not a striker. No, you need a goal, and you're putting on a man that's not going to get you a goal. Chelsea have always had this problem with strikers, though. Since it's the number nine, Aubameyang's not the man to break that. No, he's not. I feel like they need someone to come in. That's going to get them goals consistently. That doesn't need them set up on a plate for him like Aubameyang does. Yeah, I mean, he works well with someone up top and he works well with him behind. But Jesse don't play it. Lukaku had that problem where they wanted him to play a style that he didn't want to play. Now, I wonder if Graham Potter doing the same thing with Aubameyang. And as well, the mental thing of Aubameyang is, like, you've seen what he done with Arsenal. I wouldn't say he's happy to be there now Thomas Tuchel's no. gone. Because he only came in for Thomas Tuchel. Yeah. I heard Emil Smith Rowe talking before the game. No, sorry, it wasn't. It was sorry, it wasn't Smith Rowe. It was um, Ramsdale spoke before the game about Obama. He was asked, and they said, um, "Oh, is there going to be any bad blood at the weekend when he's in blue?" Said, "I don't care who he is. Before, after the game, I'll go up and check who checks the RA, how's the family, all this. But when it's on the pitch, it doesn't matter." And Ramsdale's very like that. He kind of has that shit no which I like about him. Yeah, he's very patriarchal. He has to prove himself all the time, which I do like. Exactly, I, I think. I think it's because at Sheffield, when I mean, coming from Sheffield, when he first got the transfer to Arsenal, it didn't go down well. I feel like Leno was a very good keeper to be replacing. Yeah, he was like, very good. Especially with the injury that gave him the opportunity and he shined. Exactly. That's... Exactly what I was going to say. He just has to prove that he's better, that he was the better choice, that he was the right choice for Arsenal to make. Because I will say, Leno at the weekend against City was absolutely yeah, amazing. Leno is a very good keeper. He's I a very good keeper. I would rate him really very highly. There was no, he, when he left, there was no kind of bad blood as in, like, oh, fuck Leno or anything. Like, no. I feel like a lot of people didn't realise he left. <laughs> it's true. Cause Ramsey, it, was kind of, it felt almost as if he was still injured and he just wasn't there. Yeah. Until you see him for Fulham and he's stopping Haaland and everyone's from scoring. I mean, oh. we've only got one more big game to talk about. Liverpool Spurs. Now, this was, this was a cracking game. I, was, uh, I, I didn't get to see a whole lot of it. it. I did see most of it, but I didn't get to see a whole lot of it now. I mean, Spurs, the way they started, they, were, they weren't really set up to stop Liverpool. It actually seemed as if there was, all, there was always... Five at the back. Two. 
it was it seemed as if the side when Doherty came on it changed a bit. Yeah. He was much better, but there was always space on Robertson's side. So all they did was they shift their cross. And they could have had more. Darwin Nunes, I, I've been critical of him, but he was actually he's good but he's very raw. I feel like he needs some coaching. I feel like realistically I don't think Liverpool is the right club for him. I don't think he was ready for the Premier League yet. He settled in a bit more. He settled in a bit more, but I don't think he's ready for the Premier League quite yet. I feel like another few years abroad in some foreign league, maybe France or Germany, I could see him shining. I get what you're saying, because there was times in that match where Trent, who again to another bit, he was pinging balls across him, and he'd take it down so well, only to then lose the ball at his feet through trying to do a step over and practically trip it up. Or being so used to those... Well, we say farmers leagues. I don't mean it. Just for this reference, being so used to those farmers league that he can take have time to take too much out of the ball and still have success over. Against City, Liverpool should have scored an extra three goals, only for Nunes holding on to the ball too long or not making the right decision. He was brutal. City. He was brutal. They should have had an extra three goals, and I mean, if he'd given the ball in these situations, it was a goal every time. Yeah, I mean, there were there were times there where. It looked like he could have done a bit more. It wasn't like maybe he needs to learn after Salah because Salah wasn't the greatest player when he came to Liverpool. No, but over time he progressed. Yeah, he learned when he to make those to, passes. He's getting that more bit of quality, that bit of ice, and he seems to panic in moments and not make. The I right think decision. so. Yeah. I think he gets on the ball, he sees goal, and he. The brain just fries. Everything he just gets tunnel vision. Yeah, he's just thinking of scoring. Whereas sometimes yeah. as a team like Liverpool, you can afford to maybe look back, go to your wing back who's very comfortable on the ball. Yeah. Or go back to your midfielders. Or I think he gets the ball and he panics. Yeah. It doesn't know what he's doing completely. That's the reason I say I think he needs just a bit more time in a different league. Because in the Premier League, you don't have that time to panic. I wonder if they can get in another. I mean, Jota's out for a minute, but if they can get in another, maybe that style of player, it could be worth sending him out on loan. Maybe, maybe so, James. Might not, might not, I don't not, think fans might not agree with, but personally, I don't think they would send him out alone. No, I think they're either getting rid of him or keeping him, but maybe yeah. even keep him on the bench for now. Get Luis Diaz in, get Salah, get Firmino, and then just see how he progresses from there. And we've also we've got to talk about Trent Alexander-Arnold. He was good. He was. The thing is, there were times that match where it was like back in back last year when he was one of the best players in the world. But then yeah. he'd do something stupid then. Look, he's just coming back from injury now. I don't know. I don't want to make a verdict on it yet. I think he needs that bit more time when he's just coming back from injury. Some of the passes he was making, though. I mean, he was doing crossfield goals. I think they were impeccable. He's the ability to read a game and string together passes like no other player. Like Yeah, it does seem, though, sometimes like he's not a defender, but he's playing no. right back. I feel like... Right wing back is the best way to describe him because I don't think he fully has that defensive quality. And I feel like if he was playing right mid, he doesn't get the time on the ball. No. And he doesn't have get to be able to whip in these that, great balls. That right back that he plays, he has the ability that he can bring up the ball and whip in balls from back in his own half. I feel like if he was playing right mid, he wouldn't get that same space. I feel like, I mean, just talking about the England team, I feel like it's, it has maybe... If I was Gareth Southgate, I'd have to be thinking, maybe, if you're going to play five at the back, but you'd ha- you can't have him and Harry Maguire on the same team. I was just looking at um, the options for 
um, for England on their right backs and left backs at the weekend left back position very poor it looks like Luke Shaw is a sh- short thing yeah, and that's everything yeah, and then it's who else do you bring as well there's no real stand I just don't think I. it looks like himself or Kyle Walker I think Kyle Walker fits more to Southgate's play Trippier is there as he well yeah just no nonsense player as well yeah. I just I don't see him playing at the World Cup personally because I think now, as he, now he's got we brought as an option though. Oh he'll be brought as an we, option of course. Him, though, he, he is the third. He may have the best right back. Unless you're gonna say maybe the Arthur this is just the Arthur fan of me talking, but I mean Ben White has revolutionised the right back role. And on that no moving on. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think Alexander Arnold will be given a shot at the World Cup because I as long as Southgate is still there, he's not gonna be given that same chance. Yeah, I mean, as well, I mean, I could, I could be going out from Liverpool, because Liverpool have been up to say, well, there's been rumours that they're going to be sold, but from what I've seen, it, it's the people who own them have said, we're open to offers. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean they're up for sale. To me, that's the right big comes in, we'll take it. Yeah, I feel like that's eyeing up to sale, but then... No, everything's for sale, James, for the right price. That's true. I mean, if you've got five billion lying around in this day and age, really, anything's for sale for the right price yeah. for the right amount of money. I mean, I I don't see it being sold at the minute. No, I feel like when they're in this moment of panic. I like feel like when if you were buying Liverpool, you would have. If someone really wanted to buy Liverpool, they would have bought them coming off that Champions League win. Oh, of course, gone. but at that time, they wouldn't want to sell them. Yeah, and plus, maybe there would have been... I'm not really sure if this is how it works in terms of buying some of the Liverpool. You're looking at assets and you're looking at all that sort of financial things. But yeah. Would they have been worth more at that time? Yes, 100%. Coming off back of the Champions League. Do you think it would have been substantially more? Now, compared to right now, yeah. I'm saying... I'm saying, at the, mi- at the minute... The players in their team are still valued very highly because and as well you've got to think, those the stadium, same players. The stadium not changed. The training yeah. they got haven't changed. But those players that won that same Champions League have not changed. That squad has not changed since the Champions League. So do you still value those players as highly as you would have that oh, year? No, I don't value. Probably not. You know. At the moment, Chelsea stand in eighth place. Eighth place. Eighth place, tied for a point. No, sorry, two points off Chelsea and Brighton. And how were Liverpool at the minute? Uh, Liverpool eighth, Chelsea seventh, Brighton sixth. So yeah, they're so they're still kind of holding on to what could be a good. F- I mean, that's well stated. They're in a good finish. Maybe close enough to top. It's four. a very poor position for them to be yeah. in at this stage in the season. They're sitting, sorry, fifteen points off Arsenal at the top. Well, I don't think they're catching after that because you think about yeah, that's five games that Arsenal lose where they win. I don't think that's possible at the minute. And still seven points off the top four. And how far are they off bottom? Off bottom? Yeah. Um, off bottom of the table, it's ten, it's like only nine points above the bottom. I mean, that kind of, it puts them out of the title race nearly and puts them in, I don't want to say they're not in the relegation No, battle. they'll never be in the relegation they're, battle. They're closer to the relegation battle than they are battling Arsenal at the top. Exactly, that would worry me from yeah. an owner's point of view and from Klopp's point of view. I think if a new owner comes in, Klopp's gone, or from looking at that. Yeah, it's the loyalty they have to Klopp 
I think the players that, want to keep Klopp developed because he has he's changed it from I mean back when Klopp first joined the team it's nowhere near as good as it was. Oh, of course, yeah. Andy Carroll up front. God, we won't go I down. Mean, I'm not even sure. I think if you see pictures of it, it's not. It doesn't look good. They've got James Miller playing right wing. Yeah, I, mean, I just there's that club loyalty to Klopp because he pulled them out of that spot that they were in. He pulled them out of those times with Brendan Rodgers. They're very, they're very tough. They were always top six at that stage. They're usually top four. I remember really people used to say that the reason they couldn't do good in the Prem was because they were stuck in the Europa League where you're playing on a Thursday and then you're not ready to play on the Saturday. No, exactly. That's, I feel like at the minute that's where United are kind of stuck as well. Right now they're playing Europa League during the week and then they're tending to use the same players on the weekend in you the Prem. You need to like, Arteta rotates a lot with us. Like, Reece Nelson yeah. gets a chance. You see a lot of changes at the back. Maybe... Ben White might play a different role. He doesn't have to run as much on the Thursday as he would on the Saturday. Yeah, or Ten Hag, I would say he does his best to keep the squad fresh and keep changing it. But against Villa at the weekend, he just it appeared to me like he was just using that same Europa League squad. Well, actually, now that we're on the top six, we might look at our best current combined eleven of the top six. Oh, now, now are we saying of the top six in the Prem or of the big we're six? Of, we're saying the big six, the usual okay. big six. So, so Arsenal, we have Spurs, City, United, Liverpool, Chelsea. Yeah, I have it here. So now, do you want to go first, Dara? Are we putting together an 11? I feel like I'll name our so players I, and we could... I'll put together an 11, but I mean, maybe do try and put 11. We might try to put it together now. Yeah, I have... I've different positions I just have players named so we'll that go, I think are well informed we'll go for goalkeepers first who have you picked as the best goalkeeper now there's three that I feel like there's one that I'm more leaning I'm towards I'm going to guess what you're going to say I think De Gea Ramsdale and Alisson would be the three I would have gone for because that's the three I had in mind. I have Ederson De Gea and Lloris 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 I feel like I mean, the only reason gone, Spurs you've gone more You've gone more off of historically. Historically, I would put... Oh, no, I'm going current. Current, okay. De Gea is the only reason United concede more goals every week. Him and Martinez. Or Martinez, sorry. Um, he's only, And same with Lloris. Lloris, I would like to say, is the only reason that Tottenham are key, clinging on to that top four. Harry Kane. Harry Kane will get... He's further down. He's on. He's done this. Okay. There's okay. three. Yeah, I have three reasons why Tottenham aren't aren't out of that top four, and I have Lloris, and I have Son and Kane. Son. Oh yeah, I was nearly going with Son as well. So you think Tottenham? I, I wouldn't say. So who are with those three goalies? We'll start. We'll go goalie centre back. I'd go for goalie. I'd probably be saying Ederson at this moment. He has been Man City are in very good form at the moment and to be honest with you, Fulham could have scored more at the weekend. Only Ederson and that that centre back were very See, good. I don't want City enough to say because sometimes I feel with like Man City goalkeeper is sometimes maybe maybe you don't get enough credit because you think, okay, well, how many shots are really being taken? But yeah. I mean, he is a pivotal point of that city side. And he's very good with ball distribution as well. He Same can, with Alisson. I mean, when they're playing from the back, they're just very good. Me and Evan, are not, me and Evan were saying last week, it's going to be a rock, paper, scissors at the World Cup, which one of them starts. 
Oh, honestly, yeah. 20 minutes for the game, rock, paper, scissors, which one of you is warming up? Who's warming up how? Yeah, who warmed up better, maybe? Who gets started? Who's fitter on the day? Who's yeah. feeling the most loose? Who's just ready for the game? So you're going with Addison? No, Ederson, I said. Ederson, okay. Then, for centre-backs... Um, Are you going four at the back or three at the back? I I was saying we do a four four two, but then I'm taking. I feel like I'll need you to help me piece this together and get a good team out of it because I feel like you do have my preferences in it. But then when it came to four four two and you have your two centre mids, I thought I can't pick two centre mids because then you have your centre mids obviously, but then you also have your cams, your, cams, your CDMs yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you understand where yeah. I'm coming from. So I have for centre backs, I have Martinez. And I said Ruben Diaz. See, or I'm, even Laporte. It was a toss-up for me between Ruben Diaz and Laporte as well. But surely... They're practically the same person at this same right person, time. Yeah. But then as well, the way City have been playing, has Ruben Diaz particularly been that good or have they not played good opposition? I would say they've still even... Well, even I if it is part... Of the game. Like, I know maybe he's been good. It's very hard in a city lineup to stand out as it a centre back because yeah. look the focus is always going to be on that midfield and Haaland up the front. It's one of them you can't really say Diaz has been poor. But let's just say you take Haaland out of the equation, right? Or you take all the goal scorers out of the equation. And you take, so you take Man City are five players out of the equation. <laughs> let's say Man City are more on the back foot. I still think those two at the back is very, very good. He is, yeah, he's very good now, I must say. So maybe... Now, and for me, it would be a toss-up between the pair of them, which one I'd go with. I, I think Diaz. At, in current form, maybe Diaz. Diaz, yeah. Um, so and Diaz, then Martinez, the butcher. You've got to keep Martinez in there. He is a super. very good. I would honestly say, with the hair as a witness, like... He's been very good lately. He's very good. Chopping down tackles. I, I, I didn't really rate him when he first came because I seen the things that apparently he's 5'10". I thought he might have been... He's bullied. very short, yeah. He might have been... But I heard some people but, were saying that he doesn't even look 5'10". Apparently he could be 5'6", 5'7", sort of. He's short man syndrome, yeah. James. He's so, short man anger. He's anger, yeah. You say anything about his compact. height is going to chop you down. And he's just... The only thing I could compare to is... That cornerback, that short cornerback in Harlan. Yeah, I see. I agree. He just do anything. He's gonna dig, he's gonna pull out. Yeah, he's gonna. He, exactly. He's yeah. just going to bully about. He's never going to leave your side, and he's not going to leave your ankles alone. Hmm. Um. Now, as regards to the weekend, he was losing the temper a bit, but it just made him so much more. I could only I compare him to it's, Roy Keane. It's good to see that. In a centre back at that level, he has that anger, that round, fire. I feel like he should be angry. You don't want those players yeah. to be happy. I feel like in that United lineup as well, they need a player like that. Like Maguire's just too passive, Lindelof too passive. Varane, he's a very good player. He's very no nonsense. Martinez, he's Varane just pure anger. There's no nonsense with them. There's nobody going to get past them without picking up a knock. Like, well, picking up some form of cut, bump, injury, bruise. <laughs> um, and that's if you manage to get past so them in the first place. Diaz, two yeah. Okay, that's, that's a good partnership. We'll try left back. left back. Left back. I think this needs to be a fairly handy. Maybe you can say Chilwell. 
I think so too. Well, who do you think is going to say? Well, we'll get to my team. My team. Later. Well, I gone with either Robertson or Chilwell. Now, Robertson, I don't know how much I stand by really. Robertson, I, I suppose in the long term, he's very good at the weekend. If we're keeping it in that big six, then Robertson kind of has to be in the discussion. Yeah, I suppose it depends because I mean but Cancelo. Cancelo, yeah. Oh. Right back. He's left back. She's left back. You're playing left back. Yeah, Kyle Walker played right back. He plays left back. Walker. Had that. Walker hasn't played. You just forgot about. Yeah, no, but that. in position, Cancelo is a right back. He is a right back. When you when you play him in position, he is a right back. Play him in position, but like I'm talking about position modifier. Currently. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. How could I forget? Silly me. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Then I actually did have Cancelo for right back. Which I is mean, funny I, I enough. Mean, really, you could you could put him either side. You could put him either you side. That he's highly versatile yeah. like that, mm. and he's actually been fairly pivotal. Now he's unlu- unlucky with the red card oh, at the Reece weekend. Reese James. He's been injured recently. Before that, he was doing yeah. very well. Um, but then we're going on current form. Current form. I still feel that even though he's injured, he can be there on current form. Maybe. Time will tell, Time but will tell. right now I'm going Cancelo or Chilwell. Cancelo and Chilwell are two fullbacks. Well, my, I did have as an alternative for a right back. Chilwell's injured if you're going to say Reese James is injured. Pick your stand. As an alternative to right back, I had Dallow. Now, I don't think you'll agree with this, but I. How do you rate Dallow really so like far this season? So I wouldn't. I wouldn't really put Dallow. Maybe, maybe so. I'm he's gonna. Say, I'm gonna say no. Actually, Dallow. At the minute, he's in good form. He's playing well. Yeah, but I thought I, mean, I knew you were going to go like this. So I brought up what I, I said. Of I, well, I mean, I've got a few of them. I've got one of them. Anyway. They're definitely gonna go. Oh no! <laughs> okay. Okay. I so. Yeah, no, between the two of them, I would take Cancelo, but if you're saying okay. Cancelo's a left-back, oh, then my right-back's okay. going to be Dallow. Take, take, no, because he did play right-back, and then he went back to left-back, and now he's come back to right-back. So, okay. Look, so, for me then, I'll take Robson and Chilwell out of it, so and I'll say left-back, Cancelo, right-back, Dallow. So you're going Cancelo, Dallow, and then Diaz and Martinez in the middle? Yeah. Okay, so then we've got two centre-mids to It's get a to very... Manchester side at the minute for me. Manchester United have to do too well. Oh no, I'm saying Manchester. There's as many City players in this as there is United. Okay. Well, we'll have to get in. There's probably more. There's probably mostly City. I can't lie to you. Well, I've got in mind one Liverpool, two United, one Chelsea, one Spurs, three Arsenal, and three City. We'll get them. I I don't want to count mine up yet. So who have you got in midfield? Midfield. See, this is where. There's I had issues there. This is the moment. You can, you can really take all of Man City centre mids. Yeah, you can really. If you're being realistic, yes, you, you can. can. Maybe take Ericsson. I mean, who? Um, I didn't. No, you'll be very glad. So I had when I was going through. I just did CDM position, uh, centre mid position, and cam. We might position. take a CDM and a cam. Maybe we're playing for. Okay, two. I'm just going to name out a few names, okay. just for. I had CDMs, I had Casemiro and Xhaka. Xhaka, I like that. He's I like been that in good... One. Yeah, I knew I like you'd like that one. that one. 
He's been in good form. I will stand by Xhaka. This season, he's been in great form. His best season I've seen from him so far. He's been revolutionary. He's been pushing further up the field. Yeah. And then on defence, he's still no nonsense. He's always been a very good striker in the ball. That's why it hasn't surprised me, but it's been a nice surprise. Then Casemiro as well. United need to play him more because he has been good. If you're playing two CDMs at the minute, it's either you need a 4 2 3 1. I feel like that's the two you're taking. That's the two yeah. I take him if I was doing 4 2 3 1. I mean, Casemiro yeah. Xhaka, it's probably. It's probably for you, it's a toss up. Maybe for you, it's Casemiro. I, I would go Xhaka. No, right, right now, on current form, I go Xhaka. Personally. Okay. Um, but this is just. I haven't. Cemented Anton here, I'm just kind of naming out names for myself. Yeah. Centre mid to had De Bruyne and Gundogan. I mean, De Bruyne is obviously been very Oh, honestly, I don't think... Even, I, even if De Bruyne has not been in great form... I he's still been taking, in good form. He's still taking, yeah. Even a bad day, he's still good. Yeah. Gundogan as well has just been super he, this he's season. He's another one of those players that, like, when he came to City, it was kind of, oh, he's, 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 he's alright, yeah. He's unreal. No. Maybe it's just you don't expect it ever. See, honestly, I don't think that team could function fully without him. No, at I this current moment. And Even just the way he comes in. I feel like he's one of these players that's very underappreciated because of the players around him. You look at the likes of De Bruyne, Phil Foden, oh, and Haaland. I think Haaland. he goes to Liverpool in a minute, he's a star. Yeah, he goes to any other club in the Premier League at the minute. You will be singing his name in the crowds. Then, a cam position I had, Phil Foden and Odegaard. Phil Foden. Uh, yeah, I think... Phil Foden is... He's a generation man. Honestly, he's... Yeah, like, he's, he's just quick on and off the ball. He's a hat-trick there he's, for Yeah, he's now... I think he's nine goals in the Premier League this season. That's very good. Considering Haaland scoring everything else. He's only not being talked about because of Haaland. Yeah, I feel like he's another one that's kind of a bit underappreciated, especially when you have De Bruyne and Haaland. I always mean, linking up. maybe people are a bit like, people maybe, I know in England they rate Haaland, but people are like, we nearly be a bit close to say, maybe he gets that English tax to him. Yeah. But I think Maybe he is, so. he's a top, top player. I was at the weekend, I watched him, and he was he only came on for 15 minutes, like Haaland. I think... He was very good on off the ball. I think I probably would put him in over again. But, that hurts no. Say. Yeah. But then there's been the game... On like, current form. I played Fulham a few weeks ago, and Odegaard looked like Messi. I have to say, on current form, I'd have to say Foden. Foden, yeah. But... As even still, I'm a United fan. I shouldn't hurt me to say it, but I do love Odegaard. I love watching him play. Yeah, he's, an, he's an incredible player. He's one of Arsenal's best players. He was the difference between Chelsea and Arsenal at the weekend. Um, so so I probably. Then, do you want to take centre mid then? I, I want to take. I think you've got to take. I'll take two centre. I'll just put them two centre mids. Okay. I'll pick from the lot. Yeah. I would go with De Bruyne and. De Bruyne has to be there anyway. Yeah. I'm going to go De Bruyne and Gundogan. Gundogan. Very. I think that's a solid Look, no, you can't get, you can, you can't get mad at it. No. Like, it's not the most out there pick, but no you can't get mad say, at oh, it. No, that's absolutely trash. No. No, whereas you could have got... Gundogan also could be swapped out for full folding. Yeah, so you're, you're doing... I would also say maybe you could have had Foden as a midfielder for going 4-4-2. Four, four, yeah, um, Which you could, you could also put him out on the wing, yeah. Especially when I see... No, no, I'll put Phil Foden out to right mid. Right mid, or maybe left mid. 
Oh, but then. I mean, you can play anywhere. Yeah, put him right wing. Yeah, put him right. I'll put Phil Foden to the right mid spot. And then who are you playing left mid then? Left mid. See, initially I had my my right mids as Sancho and Ziyech. Ziyech has been Sancho's been now. This is just United bias, but he has been in better form this season. Now, Maybe compared to how bad he was last year, yeah, still not been good. He still hasn't been amazing, <laughs> but personal preference, I'll say. Okay. But no, it doesn't matter now because I have Foden yeah, there. Foden there. Okay. Um, so. Then for the left mid spot, I had I've it's a kind of toss up between three, but there's one I don't see myself going with. So I've Rashford, Grealish, and Son. Where is Martinelli? Left at home. Left back in the oh dressing room, man. Piss off oh Dorit. Piss off Dorit. I've seen him at the weekend. He was a shambles, no. mate. I don't want to watch him. He's one of the most in players at the minute. No, mate. Okay. Dorit. So I just Dorit. Rashford? Grealish and Son. Grealish doesn't play. Grealish. I just feel he needs to have more confidence in himself. He's on the pitch, on the ball. He's very good. He just. Doesn't have the confidence okay. to shoot. So you think, in terms of, if you were going to pick one, just out of, you want your best 11, I would have to say, if you're taking Grealish. Is that really what you're saying? <sighs> I don't agree with you. I rate him, but... In current form, the only problem he has is that he's not shooting the ball more. He almost seems afraid at times. I just he think... He take people on, whereas he used to take people on. In... In City, I feel like they just want their main men to score. They just want Haaland. It's just get the ball to Haaland. Yeah. That's why he doesn't shoot more often. Maybe. I feel like if he was to shoot more often, he'd be talked about more. He's definitely a scorer. But, I mean, you're not going to put him there, are you? No. Probably, I'd go with... You know what, fuck it. Big dick energy. I'll go with Rashford. Okay. I mean, Rashford has he's been back. good. He's back. Rashford has been good. He's been back. He's back. He's back for the first time since he was 17 years old. Alright, alright. Leave that. Right. Okay, now, strikers. I, this, this can't be... No, it's no debate. Really. Haaland's got to be there. Haaland has to be there. Like, there's no man that you can compare to him so far this season. And if just being an Arsenal fan, I'm going to throw Jesus in there. I wouldn't put him in, but... <laughs> no, I, I, no, I agree with you, James. I'd be putting him in. Put I have him, him here on my list. I, I, that's a good shout, you know. No, the, after Haaland, there's kind of a toss-up for the second spot between Salah, Kane and Jesus, but at the minute, on form this season, I'm going to put Jesus there. Yeah, people are saying that Jesus doesn't score goals he's going to say, but I Personally, think he's revolutionised. I don't think... I need to stop saying yeah. revolutionised. I said it about five times. <laughs> it's fine, James. I'll forgive you. <laughs> I don't think he's a player for you in the long run. What do you mean? I feel like I feel like down the line, in a couple of years' time, he'll be oh, forgotten about. Get a bigger, get more uh, yeah. serial goal scorer. Like yeah, goal pretty goal. much. I don't Flavich think. Is who we've been looking at. Yeah, I feel like you need more, like you said, a serial goal scorer. Someone that's just going to bang in goals well, week after week after week. Around on maybe. I mean, I, I feel like. Say, I can get rid of him, Ketty, and keep him as a second. Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say maybe if he could play two strikers, well, a false nine for Jesus. A false nine, yeah. A, a false nine for Jesus would probably suit best if you were to get a serial striker like that. A serial goal scorer, yeah, maybe. Yeah, if you had maybe. someone that was just there scoring week Man after week. He's quite good on the wing. For Man City, I remember people saying he's better on the wing than he was a striker. But then, at the same time as City, he was never going to be given that opportunity as yeah, a striker. Yeah, because... 
he and was forced to the wing. He holds up the ball very well. No, he's very good on the ball. Yeah. Um, Salah, just usual Salah shite. Kane, usual Kane. Salah scored two goals now, and then the one he got last week where it was pinged up to Madison. And also against City as well. Against City, yeah, that was such a good goal. Yeah. I mean, so rounding it off, we've got... I feel like it would be a rock, paper, scissors between Salah and Jesus. Salah and Jesus, yeah. I feel like Salah could be in better form if he had a better team behind him. Jesus has been just very good, really. And he has been playing more of a striker role. For C before before you for Liverpool before the haters get a Dara, okay, <laughs> he does kind of play a striker. <laughs> Salah. Salah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, currently, more currently yeah. this season yeah, he's, he's been more striker. striker. Yeah, they've yeah. had two up the front. Yeah, Nunes. Two up front and that has been Salah. Yeah, don't be getting at me. <laughs> Go on, come down that microphone too. <laughs> uh, any listeners out there that have a problem, you can contact me personally. Well, actually, well, now that you've said contact, I've actually I've got to do some promotion before I get into my team. Oh. Forty Truth Podcast on Instagram. We've got clips going up yeah. there. We've got there'll be notifications when there's new. Please feel free to follow. We've also got a TikTok. Soon going TikTok. Forty Truth Podcast, where we'll have TikToks. We'll have maybe there'll be new content up there if it gets enough followers. Get the likes up, and yeah, please like and share with your friends. Yeah, that's yeah. good stuff. So we'll round up your team in there. Who have we got? So in goal. Right. So in the goals, I have Ederson. Uh, centre backs Martinez and Ruben Diaz. Uh, right, sorry, left back I had Cancelo. Right back Dallo. Then moving into midfielders I had De Bruyne and Gundogan. Uh, right mid I played Foden. Left mid I had. Did I come to the decision? Rashford, yeah. And then up the top I gotta say Haaland and Jesus. Haaland and Jesus. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like that. Yeah. I like that up front. Well, now we're getting to my team. It's a bit different, but we're similar in places still. I had the same sort of debate, like, where, who... Yeah. But although goalies, I was looking at Ramsdale, because I feel like he's been very good. Yeah, Maybe obviously he's going to be that biased, but I, I can't be mad at you but for I that. I have put in the hair. I do feel yeah. like he's been he's very He's been good. keeping United afloat when they've been poor. And then, okay, so we've got the hair. Two centre-backs. I've actually gone with... It is a bit of Arsenal advice, but William Saliba... I felt he left him out. He scored, but he scored. He has three goals this season. Yeah. Some of the guys, and even at the back, has been very good. Yeah, I don't know if bragging about he's the goals been scoring a, for a back. Is he's not. He's not more. He's not like a. I put Martinez playing because he's not a clearance defender, but he kind of works. Yeah. When we have him, and then if we really need him, gets dire. Go bring on Rob Holden, five at the back, and Rob Holden yeah. brick shells his way through. No, I can understand where you're coming from. Yeah. So, Salabat Martinez then, right back, Reese James. I think he's one of the best players in the Prem when he's fit. Left back, Cancelo. I think that's a fairly solid back four. I mean, I, look, I can't be mad at it. I wouldn't say it's one I pick, but now, this I can't was be mad one, at it. There was one in here that I thought, but you said him in yours, Granit Xhaka is who yeah. I put in there. That's who you thought was going to be I bad player. I thought it was going to be a bit of backlash. No, honestly, I agree with you. This season has been good. It was between me, between Pippen and him, him and Martinez. No, not Martinez. Him and Odegaard. Him and Odegaard, him yeah. Because I feel it's got to be KDB in there. Oh, you can't not have him there. I don't you're, think you're you can name. you the best of anything, even if you're picking the best of the world. I don't think you can have a current Premier League squad without including him in it. It would be a shambles. You see, you'd see that in other pocket. You wouldn't see that here. No, you, you see that. The pitch side, right? Evan would, really Evan would do it, wouldn't he? Yeah, Evan would definitely do it. He definitely put in Yamutinio in there. 
Even like, oh, Alex Mullins are really Oh, Dominic Yeah. He'd have to include Traore somewhere. Now, I've gone rugby and I've gone Salah. Salah. And yeah. it's between him. I wanted to say Saka, but then I didn't feel Saka was particularly. I don't think. I don't think. I rate Saka, but he's not been particularly good this season. He's not been as good a form as Salah. I mean, maybe you could say with Liverpool not being as well, but I, I wouldn't. Saka hasn't been good enough for me to merit putting him in ahead of Salah. Yeah. Even if we are. I agree with you there. And then left mid. It was a toss up. I was either going to go Son or I was actually going to play Foden. Alex, yeah. But uh, then I wanted to throw in Martinelli, but I feel like he's he's fallen to dipped a bit recently. It's up and down a bit. So I've got me. I still haven't decided. Oh, actually. I personally would be putting Foden. I think yeah. He's just electric with the ball, really. Really easy. I mean, three guys have some Son, this year. Son's just been standard. I feel. For for Son anyway. For Son, he's just been standard. Yeah. I will put Foden in, so we've got Salah, Draka, KDB and Son. Up front, I haven't actually played Zeus I've got Kane and Haaland. That's fair enough, no, because I have had Kane. Kane's was... had one of his best seasons ever, but it's not being talked about because obviously Haaland's got 17. Goals. Yeah. He's got nine in however many games, which is great for a striker. But then so has Foden as a left mid. Yeah. That's where the issue lies, yeah. but at the same well, time, for me, from Bobby Firmino has been very good as well. Yeah, and but he's been left out with the squad. with the Liverpool form, yeah. Now I will say I can understand why they have too many attackers, and I don't think he's in their top being, five being attackers. Honest, I would have took it over Martinelli. I feel Martinelli. He's been that bit more experienced, so I know that's. But, he doesn't usually play in Brazil squads, I have noticed. Firmino isn't a staple in no, Brazilian squads. I mean, obviously you're going to have Neymar. You're gonna, they're probably going to play... I imagine they're going to play Jesus up top. Well, now that's also an issue. Look, we can... Look, i done this last week. Uh, so yeah, being can, honest with you, I don't, yeah. I don't want to go predicting a Brazil squad. I feel like I need to see it on paper. Before the World Cup. I mean, you have to listen to last week's podcast and you have to see what I came up with. I feel like I need to see the actual squad. Yeah, they made the squad, so... Well, we could bring... Oh, no, no, I won't bring it up because we need to get on with this podcast. No, no, I need to see a starting 11 just to see how we're going to play. We're minutes in, Barra. We're looking at a long one here. Not sure. Going well. We're going, going well. well. Going well. Going well. We're always going well when I'm here. We have stuff to catch up on. We do. We missed a week. Now we've got other stuff to get to. Exactly. I need to get caught so up. now we'll have to go to our new segment. But it was new last week. This is new for you. New for me. I've the, heard about this. The ultimate athlete. Which we're, we're going to have clips on the TikTok. So, I mean. Can't wait to see him. Yeah, can't wait to see him. It's right. So, basically. For those who weren't listening last week. What we're going to do is we're going to take two players. And we're going to rate them in different sports or the activities. The ultimate athlete. That, that could be the theme tune. The yeah. ultimate. I hope that's being picked up on the mic. <laughs> the ultimate athlete. Na, 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 na. Ultimate athlete. Okay. So we've got who would win in a boxing match? Who would win in a one v one in basketball? Now who would win in a game of chess, which is more than main thing of it, which is why I said activities instead of sports because not to be controversial. Although maybe make controversial we get this podcast ready. Look, we need to say something, man, we need to go like, okay. 
Something about China. Something about, oh, something about China. There's always something about China. Turn this into like. <laughs> maybe if we call out Kim Sung un or someone I don't know, like, we just, political call figures. Call out the true Jordy. Oh, jeez, I don't want to deal with that man. You can deal with that one, you're all. <laughs> then we've got golf and we've got pool. So last week, Kane won, so he's staying on. Okay. So the first battle is Kane versus Darren Nunes in a boxing. I mean, now we're going to go through them all, but in boxing, I feel like Darren Nunes has him. Maybe oh. you disagree with me. No, I'm just thinking about this Kane here. doesn't have the. He doesn't have that test of aggression in him. I feel like though I, I've, Darren Nunes is going to be quicker lighter on the feet more moving about but then I feel like if he gets caught with one shot from Kane Kane's going to be very experienced that's what I feel like he's going to wait there for for Nunes to tire himself out or to make a mistake and then catch him Nunes is very raw in his football which makes me wonder would he kind of go out swinging that's what I'm thinking I feel like if he gets caught with one right hook off Kane, he's done. One right hook off Kane. I mean, my initial thought was Nunes, but I would be happy to give it to Harry Kane, if that's what you're saying. Rock, paper, scissors? Rock, rock paper, scissors, right I, now. I'm Kane, you're Nunes. Yeah. Rock, paper, paper scissors, shoot. Okay, I'm Nunes going wins. For, we're going for Nunes. Um, so, you know what, we'll take the rock, paper, scissors and we'll go for Nunes. Yeah, we'll go with Nunes. We'll take rock, paper, scissors. Okay, basketball, Harry Kane. Oh no. Do you think Harry Kane? Against Nunes? Against yes, Nunes, 1v1. No, Nunes. You think it's raw lesson? You think Nunes, Steph Curry just dancing around him, laying it up. Giving him the shit knees, giving him the. I feel like Harry Kane has not got a piece of basketball built in. I suppose, if they were going to lesson, Kane's more of a technical player rather than. I feel like he's the most uncoordinated hands in the world. <laughs> Well, I mean, we've run that, though. We're going to have to go for Nunes, aren't we? I think so. I just imagine Nunes against Kane being Nunes like a Steph Curry. Now, okay, so that makes it 1-1. Now, Chess, what I, I'm going to say to you what I said to Evan. I don't think any soccer player beats Harry Kane in a game of Chess. I disagree with you. I can think of one off the top of my head. Kevin um, Durant. Yeah. But, Straight like, away, but... Nunes, did you reckon he I don't know. Have you heard Kane speak and he said... Yeah, but that doesn't mean that the man's... That doesn't mean the demands. What an no, I don't think so, Jim. I mean, he comes across now, very well injured despite the speech impediment. I would say, you know what though, I will say he does beat Nunes. In a game of chess. In a game of chess, but I feel like down the line, I don't see Kane still there. I feel like Kane, you've seen Kane can look at bet at some stage. Yeah, can I just ask, who did Kane come up against last week? Vardy bet Tyro Mings, and okay. then Kane bet Vardy. No, I think we did Kane versus someone else. We might have done. Could have been Cancelo. Okay. It was different. I think the sports were a bit different last week. I'm not okay. Like, I'd go Kane. No, I'm not mad at it. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. So, Chess, I think Harry Kane has to be. Yeah, I will say against Nunes, it'll be Harry Kane. Golf. Harry, Harry Kane. Harry Kane plays golf. So Harry Kane. Kane. He's that English. Sure, this means that, like. I think Harry Kane has that one, but we'll go for pool. I mean, I would say Nunes probably needs to be a pool. Just to have it. Where's that? He's so quiet. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, he's I can imagine him man. in. He's more of a pub man. I feel like I can imagine him in a bar playing a bit of pool. Yeah, no, I've got Nunes for that. So that makes it 2 3, but Kane progresses to play another okay. big man. Who's he up against? We're going to do three rounds later. Three rounds. 
So this is what? round two. Kane versus Thomas Partey. Oh. He's, he's very athletic. Yeah, he's a lot. He's like big as well. Go for it. So Boxing. I mean, Partey. Kenny's going to have the technique and whatever, but I would say Party's very so. athletic. Still, I still don't think... Party's very level-headed as well. For no, I, I think Party smashes Kane in boxing. I'm going to have to agree with you there, because I think... I think still, first round... He's still level-headed, KO. despite the fact that he's a big, aggressive CDM. First round KO and a broken rib for Kane. Broken rib for Kane. Maybe, maybe we should organise this until the off-season. Honestly... <laughs> Well, maybe they wouldn't be allowed to box, but surely they'd be allowed I'm to play. I'm hoping they'll hear this. They'd be allowed to play a game of chess, surely. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, I don't think so. Hand. Although, if you're, you know, some players are getting you're doing nothing. Mm. You never know. I mean, basketball, this is very. I still think party. I just don't see Harry Kane with the coordination. He bullies him the most. Yeah. I think he dumps on him. I mean, Harry Kane's going to need. He's going to have to come back in the next couple because he's doing own chess. See, I don't really know if Thomas Parry is going to I think he's quite a tactical man. I do see... I think Parry... Kane plays for a linky draw, which then makes me think he would be good at chess. You know what I mean? He drops back. Kind of yeah, but at the same time, as a centre mid, you have to have that knowledge to read the game and to read the chessboard. I would... Uh, mm, see, you've got, me, you've got me flustered there. I feel I'm like you would have said Kane all day for... I would say him for chess, but now that you've said that, I'm kind of thinking, yeah, he is a... Then he takes stupid long shots sometimes. <laughs> and that then makes me think, is he going to stupidly sacrifice his queen or something? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He'd just be the type to go up and put the queen right beside the rock. Or you think he's going to come very quickly at him and then it's going to quickly fall apart. I feel like he'd lose his queen within four moves. I think I'm going to have to give this to an Harry Kane. Oh, Really? We'll, we'll, we'll come back now and we'll see the match because I think that's probably the main yeah. one. Yeah, we'll come so back. We'll leave that for now. So, golf. Harry Kane. Harry Kane. He's yeah. in, he just seems like the type of lad that goes golfing on his days off. I've seen videos. No, of you can just see him in the stupid shirt and shorts. <laughs> With all the white and the England crest on. Yeah, oh, yeah, 100%. That. You can just see him in not like a pink shirt no, and a pair of white shorts. I've seen him going back like, and getting a full pro's dinner. Yeah, after the golf. Work. Yeah, I can see that happening. So, now it seems... You see, where do we go back to chess is Pooh. Pooh. I'm not sure if Thomas Parry would have ever played Pooh, whereas being an English know. man... I can... Again, I... I can just, see Thomas Parry being good at Pooh. So. I don't see Harry Kane being a bit good with his hands. I feel like he's just very uncoordinated with his hands. So, we give that to Thomas Parry. I kind of want to give it to Thomas Parry. We're going to give it to Thomas Parry and then... Just for a debate, just to end the debate, we're going to have to go back to Chase. Rock, paper, scissors. Right, I'm, we won't rock, paper, scissors because that, that's, that's a bit of a shambles. Right, I'm taking a number between 1 and 10. Um, Harry Kane, he's going to be more tactical. Thomas Parry. I'm going to go with Thomas Parry. You've changed yeah. my mind. That's great, I didn't have to think of a number between yeah. 1 and 10. <laughs> Darren was struggling, he's going, um, 23. <laughs> 1, <laughs> 2, 5, 8, 12, so fuck. This is going to be a close one as well. The winner's going to play Diego Costa. Oh. Who's just back in the Prem, obviously. Okay, let's go. Boxing. Diego Costa is a boxer on the field. Never mind what he's doing in the I ring. would have said more of a mixed martial arts fighter. Mixed martial arts fighter, yeah, with the headbutts. Yeah. Getting in the UFC. This is a UFC match. Throwing elbows, throwing fucking fists. What I will say is, does Diego Costa have the discipline? 
to win a boxing match. Yes. He might win a UFC match. No, I think boxing, Diego Costa round one. Diego Costa round one. Yeah. I feel like in that situation, it's just a Tyson Fury moment. If you get caught with one punch, you're dead. I feel like, yeah, I think he's a, he's a big man. I, he's a heavy set lad. If he gets caught with one punch... Like, yeah, I'm going to go with Diego Costa. And then basketball. Party. That's not... This isn't going to be shooting battle. This is going to be a... This going to be who wins in the post. Jogging in the but post. I feel battle. like Party's just more athletic. He is. He's more of a runner as well. And I, I can't see... I feel like Diego Costa won't be shooting from like the mid-range and outside. I feel like he's going to try to post up and Party will have that height on him. Party will be like Shaquille O'Neal. Compared to Diego Costa, <laughs> he will be like Shaquille O'Neal. Actually, you know what, Dan? I must very quickly check how tall Thomas Party is. But for some reason... I have this image in my head that's tall. I have a feeling he's about 5 foot 10. Still taller than Diego Costa. He would be. He oh, no, I get Diego. 185, so that means he's about 6'2", 6'3". Hmm. Rebounds could be could be a game. Six two six three, yeah, hundred percent. Diego Costa six one. I, I, I thought he was little. I thought he was little man. Don't know. He just, I think it's because he's so yeah. heavy set. Yeah, he has the head of a lad who's not that big, but maybe that this changes it. I'm still gonna go to party. No, I'm still going party. You want party? Okay. Going with the party, party. I mean, chess. I'm gonna have to go party because I don't rate Diego Costa's intellect. Yeah. Parry, no, parry, parry is yeah. Golf, I don't think I've, I can't beat either from playing golf. I can imagine Diego Costa playing golf, why can't I imagine him? Can I imagine, maybe, I suppose he's had 18 months off, so maybe. <laughs> he had to have picked <laughs> up a hobby, like, surely with all the suspensions, Diego Costa would have picked up a hobby, and surely that <laughs> hobby was golf. Maybe, yeah, he's just outside Wolverhampton at the bit, the week he has off, he's playing golf. We'll go with Costa for there then, and finally... Pool, I think. What, what have we got there? We've got boxing, we've got Costa. Basketball went parry, chess went parry, and now we've got golf Costa, so Pool is what's going to decide it. I feel like. I feel like Diego Costa. I feel Costa. like you go into a pub in Spain, or a bar in Spain, you see the pool table, and you just Do see. Do they play pool in Spain? Yeah, I play pool in Spain. I can just imagine Diego Costa there, fucking. Like, taking people's like money. He has more athleticism in him. I feel like he'd just be there, like, taking people's money in bars. Play, like, <laughs> playing games pool. I'll play a game pool against you for a tenner. I can imagine him doing that. Or he the first two, and then he... Yeah, exactly. Destroyed. Then he'd just go on, like, an eight-ball run. Yeah, I think we're going to go with Diego Costa, then. That means Diego Costa is our current ultimate athlete. Oof. But we've still got some big names to come. Might throw him up against Haaland next week. I feel like you have to leave Haaland for the end and De Bruyne for the end. Yeah, I, I feel you have to leave, run more through the Premier League if yeah, we're going to keep like, this going. Get little players gone first. Get like, I don't know, throw in a Rashford or something. You leave Rashi out of this. <laughs> Rashi, Rashi against Diego Costa in boxing. You're laughing, man. Well, that, that's for a different day, Dad. We'll have to come back to that one. We will be back. Please listen up. Listen up if you want to hear that bad. So now... Keep tuned in every week. And we always have. It's traditional though. I mean, we've had five, but it is just, we do a quiz. And this week, Evan was on last week and he challenged you. He challenged me? He challenged, he said, I, I want to give Dara a quiz. I want you to give Dara a quiz as well. And I want to see if I can get more than him. Cheeky bastard. So, he got seven and a half of 11 on Wolves. On our podcast, they're setting rules for us. 
Uh, he got 7.5 out of 11 right. no, no, so I've gone for United with you because I'm not sure if your world knowledge should be up to scratch Jesus I don't think my world's knowledge should be any good <laughs> no I don't think anyone's world knowledge I don't think my United knowledge should be that good oh, we, we, we've, we've given you some anything now. in the Ferguson era I'm, I'm smashing it I reckon I would expect I expect you to get at least 7 7 we're going to set the bar high. Seven out of how many? Eleven. Okay, yeah. I'm one of them multi-choice. Okay, are they all multi-choice? I'm one of them multi-choice. Fuck. Some of them... Okay, we'll start off with a difficult enough one. How many managers have United had since Ferguson? And this isn't including caretaker managers, so over a month. Okay. They have to have more than a month. Okay, so I can count Ollie. You can count, yeah. yeah, you can count Ollie. Right, I'm going... After he had David Moyes, Louis van Gaal... Jose Mourinho, Oli, Eric Ten Hag. No, to think am I missing any? Oh, five. Count again, because I think. Wait, hold on, hold on. I didn't name six. But yeah, no five. six. Yeah, no, I did take that. I had a, I had a finger up there. I was like, <laughs> no, it's six. <laughs> I didn't. I named the manager, so I have to give it. You didn't name it. I didn't name all the managers. Like. It would have been a shame to let you go on that one. Okay. If you've done me dirty on that one, then God. Who is United's top goal scorer this season? This season? This season. We don't have any. No. <laughs> um, give me a second. They're all tied on one goal each. All tied. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, they just, we don't score. Well, you'll have to, you'll have to pick one. Who is being I'm... I'm going to say Marcus Rashford. That's correct. Yeah. You're two from two. I did, see. I did think him, but then I doubted myself. Yeah, and then for the third one, this this is fair. To be honest, I kind of I should have this question. Yeah. When were you like last in the Champions League? Fuck you. <laughs> There's no need for this. Um, hold on. Oh. Last in the Champions League. What was the season? I was going to say. 2019, 2020. It was last season. It was last season. It was last season. It was last season. <laughs> oh my Christ. Oh my Christ. What, what were they? That's the thing. Right? Yeah, they were, right? Maybe last season just seems like a while ago. Yeah. The now. No, that's the thing. Last season just. I can't even. I can see the kit in my head. Liverpool City as well, so. Yeah, exactly. I just. I can't say I paid a whole lot of attention to. In the Champions so. no. Okay, so. Two out of three so far. Okay. Question That four. was a poor one to let myself down on. When did when was the last time United won the Prem? No, I'll give you say if it's twenty seven, nine, seven, ten, I give you nine, ten or I might give you eleven because it could be ten. Twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. Correct. I Correct. know that Correct. season like the back of my hand. You didn't even have to explain James. You've been watching 2012, Oh no, that was my fa- that was probably the last season I watched fully of football. And I loved every second of it with Fergie. Yes, Fergie's last fun. season, I loved it. And yeah, it has indeed. Oh, this Robin Van Persie. People in the Fergie area, in the Fergie area. I mean era. Era. I need to. I need to get better at speaking. So you can become the ultimate athlete. The ultimate athlete. I wish I was the ultimate athlete. You are, James. You are. Which player holds the record for the most United goals? Wayne Rooney. Correct. I mean, I must say, Evan, you said, you said you wouldn't know, though. 
I yeah, I just surprised myself here. I was expecting the questions to this, be a lot different. This is one I expected to get. There's a few more in here that you might know. There's probably harder questions as we go down, but I expected you know you broke your transfer okay. record in twenty sixteen, signing which player? Paul Pogba. Correct. Okay. One minute, five oh six. Yeah. You only course. need two more. Three more to be Evan. Three more to be Evan. Oh, and 100%. maybe if you get a half the question. Just so you know, he will never live this down. He will never hear the end of it. You want to call me a fake fan now? What I will say for Evan is, it was very hard to think of questions from him. False. There wasn't much I That's very true then. I asked as much as I could, but... (laughs) No, he will never... He can't call me a fake fan if I'm going to get more about United than... What is the nickname of Old Trafford? Here's a more difficult... I I wouldn't get it. Hold on, hold on. I don't know if many people would. Oh, I can hear when I when I seen it. I was like, I can hear Martin Tyler saying. Do I get any hints? Am I allowed to ask for any hints? Um, hints. Um, I feel like I mean, you might have. I don't know. You might have a play there. Hmm. You might have. Like, what what hints could I have? If you were sleeping, you would have a. I suppose you could, you could say it's. Uh, maybe this is the. I'm going to say pass. I'm, I'm stuck. Well, then you can tell me if my hit was any good. I was going to say maybe if you're sleeping, you could be in there. Because it's the theater of dreams. Oh, mate. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God. Have I said it? No, I do, it. yeah. No, because I know. I was just thinking, I thought. I was going to say it. I just thought it was something more complicated. <laughs> I thought it was like a nickname for like the area. Or something. or something like that. No, like freaking train spotting end. I don't know. Oh God, no, Chef. Move on, move on. No, move on, mate. Okay. Move on. Who was the only player to win the, the European Golden Boot while playing for United? So that's top scorer Champions League. Oh. Um... Probably look at the year they won it, maybe for this or a couple before that, actually. Oh, Christ! Can I get the year, James? I can actually, I can't give you the year. Do you want to research the year? I don't know the year. Wait, what I will do it, what I will say is. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, no, because I can see it in my head. I know, I'll, I'll find out, I'll see. I won't, I'll try, and, I'll try and think of a hint. We'll come back to that when I think of a hint to give you. If I get, okay, I have a guess, but if I get it wrong, can I have a second guess? I'll give you. Because there's one I'll that's like a bit more you, out I'll there. Say, I'll, say, I'll say I'll give you two guesses, two guesses. And after that, it's not. Michael Owen. It's not Michael Owen. No. I can just see it. Why did I see that? Um, um, let me think of a big hint. I don't want to give you too much away, though. That's the thing. He played for Juventus. CR7. Yes. Yeah. See, no. Was that, that going to be your second guess anyway? Or did yeah, I that was my second guess. Say? You see, Jim, I was actually going to say Ronaldo, but I thought that was too obvious. So you remember Michael Owen? I can see that why you would say No, that. I'm very sure he won one of those European awards as well. I can see the picture, because I know I've seen the picture of Michael Owen being... I think it was Michael a PFA... Probably won, probably won different awards. I think it was a PFA yeah. Young Player of the Year. It could have been. Yeah. I think it was. It's question eight. Now these are getting a bit more. Sorry, Gemma. I won't Not your say. Father, through <laughs> your father, Andres. I won't say historic. More known times, maybe. 
Okay. Which team did Man United play in the game that became known as the Battle of the Buffet? Someone threw... I'll give you a hint. Someone threw a pizza. Do you want me to pause the podcast for a second now? Maybe, James, uh, yeah. That's no problem. We're actually just going to take a quick break. One second. We're back going. Okay. Sorry about that, folks. So, Had to what, what you, my hint would be that someone threw a pizza at Stratford. That's right, first. Oh. Um, now, it's going to have to be a personal one. Uh, am I just naming the teams? or am I na- the team, you don't have to name the player. Oh, but I don't have to name like the time or anything. No, just name me a group. Um, I want to say... Maybe United Arsenal. Correct. Yeah. It was Thierry Henry, actually. A big throw. I think it was a pizza. Could have been a pie as well. I can imagine a pie... <laughs> Imagine a pile, alright. And here's another similar question. Alex Ferguson infamously kicked the boot at which player? Entering his eyes. Oh. Can I ask? Was he a Chelsea player? No, it was one of his own players in the dressing room. Oh, okay. Um, Oh, God. Um, This one's stumping me a bit, James. Can I ask how many have I got? Right, and how many have got wrong? At the minute, you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven correct minutes. So I'm drawn with Evan. You're drawn with Evan at the minute, so you draw your one, I, next two. I'm going to say Patrice Evra. It was a United player. Patrice Evra? Patrice Evra, okay. It's not Patrice Evra. I know, because you're a bit stumped. No, I won't. It's David Beckham. Oh! I now this next one, to beat Evan, it's okay. multi-choice. It's multi-choice. It's multi-choice. So just have a think about it. Okay, I'm going to be very clear with this question. Which one of these players did not play for United? Okay. So we've got Ismail Sarr. Sorry? Ismail Sarr. Ismail Sarr plays for Watford, you know? Okay. Wilfred Zaha. Or Malinkovic Savage. No, I'll change Malinkovic Savage. I'll change him out to Ben Foster. Ben Foster did. Okay, did not. Yeah, no, I'm just I'm mm-hmm. deliberating, James. Okay, so you've got, well, you're saying between Wilfred Zaha and Ismail Sarr. Zaha did. You can answer the question. <laughs> he, was in, he was in the academy, so it's the first. I, I'm not saying the name. Ismail Sarr. Yeah. I mean, Evan's not going to live this out. You've beaten him. Yes. 8 out of 11. That's my knowledge of the academy. 8 out of 11. I was was trying to think, I probably shouldn't have told you. Probably shouldn't have swapped it out, but then I thought, does he know who Malikri Savage is? But I tell you, I kind of had a feeling. When you said that first name, I was like, I'm fairly good with players that have come through United's academy. And that is... Nah, no, something. He was linked to United a while ago. Yeah, I feel like that's why you're trying to draw me out, but I know Ben Foster, excuse me, Ben Foster played around the Van der Zaar era. You know what, Dan? You've been very well this podcast. You've done very well. I've done very well in this. You've been a very good team, you've been back. One second. Evan McDonald, you're a useless mate. <laughs> Evan, 
I mean, you can have to come back now on this podcast now. Calling me out. The co-host of the Footy True podcast, you are calling me out. That's true, I mean, respect the game. Respect the game. Respect the game or get shit on. I mean, I think that's all we have. This is actually our, long, our longest podcast yet. Honestly, I've had fun. You've beaten I've the had team. A good time. you beat the time me and Evan set of an hour flat. Last week, so you not only you beat them in town, you beat them in the quiz. I mean, you beat them I'm just a better person, better looking. You just beat them, so we've already done our for a little bit of advertisement for the day, so that's going to be it. So that'll be all for me. Make sure to follow the Instagram and the TikTok, and see you next week. See you on Friday. Peace.